What's up, everybody? Bienvenido to the first ever Cafecito Quickie episode of 2021. By now, you should already know who I am. My name is Samuel Perano, and I'm here bringing the straight to your ear. Uh, Thank you for always tuning in. And today we have a very special guest. We have a good friend, Marco. He's uh, he was born in Cuba. He came down here in in una balsa. Well, at least I think he did. But we'll ask him. And he wants to talk about his most recent trip to Cuba. You know, it's um, a lot of more regulations now with um, COVID, like, just like anywhere else. So we're going to go ahead and give him a call. Que bolón, Samuel. Oigo. Dímelo. Oigo. What's up, man? How are you? Yo te oigo, yo te oigo. Estoy bien, ¿y tú? Welcome to the number one podcast here in South Florida. That's what's up, baby. Finally, I'm I'm honored to be invited, and I'm a big fan of all your work. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully, this one is the the big one because you know it's 2021. This is the first episode of the year, man. You got it, buddy. I'm glad. I'm honored. Like I said, I'm honored to be on the show. Thank you for letting me. Well, Marco, hey, tell the fans a little bit about yourself. Who are you? You know, man. Um, um, to some people. I'm called Tigre, you know. I got that nickname from the fellas a few years back. Uh, other people, I'm known as just the CPA of the group. Y a otra persona, soy la familia. ¿Y qué es PPA? ¿Cómo que qué es CPA, compadre? ¿Qué es eso? Man, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, baby. You need anything when it comes to taxes, any question, any financial questions. That's what we do here, man. No. Hey, so so I didn't see on Instagram that you you had a trip to Cuba recently. You went incognito over there. What were you doing? Yeah, over yeah. There? So so man, yeah. I haven't I haven't had to be honest. I haven't had time um to post any of the pictures. But um yeah, we this past um the 14th of December through the 26th um we went to visit the family over there. I have I. A lot of people don't know, but I have most of my family over there, so I stay, I stay in touch um, the best I can, you know, uh, with the family over there. So every now and then, I make a visit. So as everybody knows, um, in 2020, the pandemic has really affected everybody, and especially countries um, like Cuba, they're like a third world country. Um, they've been a little bit affected, um, a little bit harder. So. Ever since the shutdown, we've been monitoring the situation to see when we could go see the family and, you know, go help them out. So um, we were finally able to make that trip um, this past December. And and you were born over there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was born over there. I came I came over here um, when I was seven On with my raft? mom. Ooh, no. <laughs> no, luckily not, man. Luckily not, you know. Uh, my dad did come on a raft. Right. Um, he came when I was young. He came over here on a raft. Um, and, you know, man, um, it's it's tough because if, when you hear, when you actually hear the story of 
the the people that have come on our raft. Um, it's definitely a, a crazy adventure and makes you think um, all the all the hard um, troubles that they they were going through at that time or what desperate um, moments they were going through to to be willing to you know throw themselves um, on a raft. But no, but luckily um, we won what in Cuba is called Bombo, which is the lotto. Um, and we were able to come through through a bumble. That's good to hear, man. Good thing you didn't have to go on the boat. Do you know how many days he was out there? <laughs> how many days? My dad, he was out there like four days. From what I remember, he was out there four days. Do, do you think he he would do it all over again, but with like all the food and Gatorade and, and like a, for a million dollars? I mean, n- knowing him, um, I think he would do it again because he... He is so, um, he doesn't want to pasar trabajo, like how he says, that he, he, he wasn't born to pasar trabajo. And then once he realized that um, the system that he lived in um, just it wasn't, wasn't cut out for her, the lifestyle that he wanted, um, he's the type of person that once he gets something stuck in his head, um, he has to follow through with it. So I, I believe um, he would do it again, yeah, for sure. All right. Hey, oye, so since you came when you were seven, you, do you have your pañuelo, the red one? From, from claro, man. Y también tengo mi vacuna en el brazo. Oh, you have that. All, all real Cubans have esa vacuna. Aquí todo el mundo le tiene miedo a las vacunas, man. We've been vacunando since little. We ain't scared. Ponme todas las vacunas que tú que me quieres poner. Oh, right. but so what were the restrictions over there where you so you, I I think I heard from somebody you have to like quarantine at the place you're staying for like five days before you could go out. And if they catch you, there's there's like the lo, lo chismoso del barrio that they catch you outside. They you get fined like two thousand dollars. Yeah, man. So um, so in in theory, what what they had in place made a lot of sense because it, it follows um uh, a lot of protocols that other um, countries have put in place. So basically, um, it was once you get to the airport, um, you have to, they will test you at the airport. As soon as you got into the airport, they would, they would do the nasal testing. Um, then whatever you pass the airport, you need to tell them um, where you're going because wherever you tell them that you're going, um, you need to be there um, seven days quarantine. Um, and they're going to come check on you and make sure that you're actually there and you're not breaking any of the protocols. So, so you go to the place after the airport, you go to the place where you tell them that you were going to be quarantining in. Um, two days after you arrive, somebody, um, from health passes by and basically they, they read you all the rules like, Hey, you know, you have to be here seven days quarantine, only one person from the family that you're quarantining is allowed to enter and leave the house for whatever, you know, to buy groceries or whatever you guys need. That person is the only one that could go in and out during those seven days. Um, you can't have any visitors. You, you obviously can go out. Um, and then after five days, they come do the second test. Um, so they come to the house and they do that second test. And then two days after they, Basically, they tell you, oh, if, if we don't call you or you don't hear anything from us, that means that you're negative and you're, you know, you're good to go. You can start going out, seeing your family, start doing um, touristy stuff, 
Um, so that's pretty much the protocol. Um, but as I unfortunately learned, um, they're, you know, like I said, they're a third world country. And even though their, their protocols and their theories, um, make sense, um, they don't have the resources, um, to actually follow through. And the reason why I tell you this is because, um, on the second test that they do, uh, supposedly my mom and myself were were positive. So the oh story is that they do the test on Friday. Come Sunday, we didn't hear anything from anybody, so we're okay. Everybody's negative. Um, before we made the trip, we all got tested because, you know, like, to be responsible, we didn't want to go see my family. You don't have... Yeah, correct. Um, grandma, grandfathers, um, you know, people with high risk over there. So I thought it was appropriate to, you know, to be responsible, get tested here, make sure nobody's positive so we don't, you know, um, take it over there. So everybody was negative. The test at the airport was negative. And then on Sunday, we didn't hear anything. So we're like, okay, our second test is negative as well because it makes sense. Nobody has left the house. We have followed all the rules. Everybody's quarantined. There's no reason why we'll be positive. Yeah. Uh, so we go out. We start doing stuff. We start seeing La Familia. We start celebrating. I celebrated my 30th birthday over there. Had a great Ooh. time. Um, yeah, baby. Uh, dirty 30s. Dirty 30. So, <laughs> so Tuesday comes around, and the local doctor calls us, and it's like, hey, um, please don't, don't go anywhere today because they called us that the day that they tested you guys around in the neighborhood, there's 10 samples that are kind of like inconclusive. So they're re-analyzing they're re them and they're asking all those 10 people to not move. And in those 10 people, it was me and my mom. Not I'm like, okay, yeah. not a problem. We, we, won't, we won't move. Um, so then two hours later, they call us and they're like, hey, um, it turns out that all, all those 10 samples were positive. And that's when we were like oh. shocked because uh, I'm not shocked that I could be positive because, you know, maybe at the airport I could have gotten it or like on a taxi, who knows. Um, but what I was shocked at was um, that my mom was positive because she, uh, a month and a half ago, she got COVID. So I'm like, everything that I've read and everything that they've said in the news is pretty much that, you know, once you get COVID, you get immunity for at least like three months. Yeah, so so I'm sense. like, that's very weird. And so that's when the adventure started. When the ambulance gets there, the ambulance had like a complete different like set of orders. They're like, oh no, like you have to go to this hospital and your mom is going to another hospital. And we were like, wait, what? No, that's not what they told us. And then that's when the, the back and forth started. Mm -hmm. We're like, no, no, we have to go to this specific hospital that they told us because we're tourists, blah, blah, blah. And the ambulance driver was like, no, 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 that's not how it works. I got these orders. I got to follow my orders. I don't know who you spoke to. I really, you know, I have to follow my orders. And we we're like, what? So what are we negotiated to go to another hospital, which is like a military hospital um, close by so we could both be together. Um, so once we get to the military hospital um, and they're going to admit us, they're like, oh, but you guys don't have any symptoms. We're like, no, like we're coming here because we need to get retested. Like, yeah. Our tests were first, they were inconclusive, and then they say we're positive. So right now, like, you know, we, we have high doubts. 
of these results. Um, so a lady tells me, yeah, you guys can't be here because this hospital, it's only for like, you know, people that have symptoms or people that are like really critical um, conditions. So we're like, okay, so all right, so what do we do? So once again, started negotiating with the ambulance and pretty much asking him, yo, just take us to the original place that you were supposed to take us. And they're like, no, I can't take you that way. Whatever, to make the story short, they took us to another hospital. We were admitted and that's when things got a little scary because basically in my mind, I'm like, okay, once I get to the hospital, I could tell whoever is admitting us the story um, and I could, you know, they'll understand and they could like transport us or ask for a transfer to the correct place. Um, but once I told the person the story, I realized they didn't really care about the story. <laughs> They're like, the paper shows you guys are positive. So if you're positive, basically you got to be here for seven days. Oh, wow. um, we have to do a treatment for seven days. And then after the seven days is that you're going to, you're going to get tested to see if you're still positive or negative. And then if you're negative, you go home. If you're positive, mm-hmm. another set of seven days of treatment. And that's when I was like, wait, what? Nah, that's crazy. Um, so I asked the lady, I'm like, hey, all right, I understand what you're telling me. I understand you have a protocol. If you're positive, you have to follow all these rules. Um, what about if I refuse? I told no, I'm like, what about if I pay to get tested again? Like, you guys have the test here. I'll pay. Just let me get tested. Let's clear this up. If I'm positive, then I'll do the, I'll do the, like the treatment. I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing against the treatment. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't trust those positive results. I'm 100% sure that me and my mom are negative. She's like, no, you can't do that. Even if you want to pay whatever money you want to pay, you can break the protocol and we can test you until you do the treatment. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, so what about if I refuse to do the treatment? She's like, well, you could refuse to do the treatment, but you're not getting out of here until you do the treatment. And I was like, wow. All right. So basically, that was that night. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything right now. We'll talk like some more in the morning. And then next day in the morning, it's when we started like getting my family involved, started calling, um, you know, people that we knew that had connections. And in, in the military or had connections in hospitals and stuff and basically spent the whole day um, trying to get transferred to where we were originally supposed to go. Um, so finally that night we went to where we were originally supposed to go. We get there. And it's a complete different world because that's where they take tourists. So this yeah. is, you know, like they put us in a hotel and everything. They're, you know, it has AC, it has hot shower, it has a balcony, there's there's a pool. Obviously, you can't use the pool, but, like, the hotel has a pool. Um, they give you food three times a day. Um, nurses and doctors pass by to see you three times a day, and they oh, do, yeah. like, all types of, um, like, medical testing. Like, I'm, I, I told my mom, like, at least from all of this, like, we don't have to go to a doctor for a good year because they did, like, all type of tests like blood, like EKG, mm-hmm. um, everything. So I'm like, at least we're good for a good amount of time. Um, so whatever, finally we got there. Um, they told us that the whole story about retesting us, um, they don't know who told us that, but that 
like that was a lie. Like they never, they're never going to retest you right away because their protocol is to um, retest you after seven days of your first test. And the nurse didn't want to really tell me as to why, but what I gathered from the nurse um, was basically is the reason why they put that protocol is that if they did have an error, they won't admit to it because by testing you seven days after your first test, the reason they'll tell you if you're negative is basically like, hey, your viral load was enough for you to test positive, but it wasn't um, heavy enough for the virus to stay in your system long enough. That's why after seven days, like you're now negative. Congratulations. You could go home. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. Because like, even if, you know, like, you know, around the world, there could be an error. Um, but over there, they don't have the resources or the protocols that they have in place don't allow you to, um, to basically prove that they made an error. Mm -hmm. So, so that was like tremendous adventures. And luckily, um, everything got cleared up. Um, the next day they tested us. We're both negative, which we knew we were going to be. Um, and we were, we were lucky to go home to the family on Christmas and at least spend time with them on Christmas and stuff. But yeah, bro, it was, bro, boy, hey, it so, was uh, so tremendous. How much time did you have for activities and stuff? Like only two days out of the two weeks, only two days. Yeah. That's that, that took away from us like three days of the vacation. Yeah. My gosh, dude, valió la pena. man. I mean, when you, it depends what, what, um, how you look at it. Right. So, um, if I was going just for vacation, I would say like, yeah, you know, it wasn't worth mm -hmm. it. But the, at the same time, um, the reason I was going was to see the family and help the family out, you know, yeah. so, um, which I was able to accomplish. So from that, from that point of view, I think um, you can put a value on, you know, helping your family and yeah. seeing your family after a while, especially, um, since you know that they've they've gone through tough times and you know are going through through a pretty pretty rough um, pandemic, so mm -hmm. from that point of view, yeah, I would say it's worth it. You know, yeah. um, it was definitely uh, a little bit of a scare. Um, it it makes you um, value um, where you live and the type of um, rights that you have, and it reminds you, um, you know some of the things that go on in Cuba, but, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it was worth it, man. It was worth it. All right. All right. Man, riquísimo todo, man. Even in the hotel? Oh, in the hotel? <laughs> yeah, what was yeah, your three-day the meal over there? Yeah, man, in the hotels, so every day for breakfast, they give you, um, they give you, like, some type of eggs, either scrambled eggs or, um, you know, tortilla with some little toast, um, bacon, uh, cheese, and they give you juice. And then for lunch, they always give you um, rice with uh, with the protein, either chicken or pork. Um, there you won't see you you won't see a lot of steak over there. Um, <laughs> it's usually chicken or pork. Yeah. Um, And then for dinner, similar thing. For dinner, um, they give you rice with with the protein, and then some veggies and stuff. No, yeah, and so where? But what part of Cuba were you staying at? Uh, 
Well, it's in La Habana. It's uh, it's called Guanacoa, and wow. um, the city it's La Hata. Um, what for for Cubans? La Hata. La Hata. Okay, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, man. For for Cubans, um, when when normally when they ask me like, hey, like where you're from, and I mention um, Guanacoa, La Hata, like the people that like are from Cuba and they hear that they're like, Ooh. wow, Twitter wapo. Uh-huh. And, I, and I always like for a long time I didn't understand like every time why they would say that and then um, my grandfather explained it to me and he says that the reason why um, the people from there are considered um, guapo or like that you're tough is because apparently um, back in the day um, when the whole revolution and all the things that were going on mm-hmm. like that neighborhood was like bad that basically like military wouldn't want to go in there because they knew if they went in there, like something was going to go missing. Like if they went with a truck, that truck ain't coming back in one piece. So my grandfather says that ever since that era, um, that, you know, our, our, our city basically got that reputation. So that's why like now it makes sense when I tell, like Cubans, oh, like where I'm from, and then they have that that reaction of like, oh, Twitter wobble, huh? Twitter wobble. See. And then you brought that you, but as soon as you left, it didn't become guapo because you're the only guapo left there in the barrio. But then now you brought the guapo here to Westchester. Así mismo, así mismo. Oye, Marco, hey, but thank you for giving us the 411 on your trip and how things are over there when if with COVID. Uh, where where can the viewers? find you on instagram uh man you know they could find me um they can, they can find me on instagram they can find me on twitter on facebook um you know i'm i'm, I'm not trying to get uh, i'm not trying to be famous i'm not trying to have a bunch of followers but you know <laughs> I, i'm not usually one to be posting nah, but hey, um it's... my whole life and stuff uh tax season's I, I coming try, up bro I'm, I'm a little old school on that um i tried to i don't know I don't know if you want to say it, just try to enjoy the moment or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I usually post stuff like after the fact or whatever. So that's why usually when I go places and stuff, uh, I don't post right away. Hello, man. Right man. Thanks. Once again, thank you for, for having me on the show. Um, like I told you, love what you're doing. Keep it up, man. Um, big fan of yours. And we'll talk to you whenever, whenever you want the, the info, what's going on in the island. You know, you know to who to hit up. All right, Marco. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Take care. So, guys, you heard it from Marco. Um, you know, let's let's all be thankful. You know that we're here in this country that we have more privileges and human rights and more, I guess, more resources. But guys, and once again, find us on Instagram at Cafecito Quickie. We post there from time to time, and keep up that New Year's resolution. All right, it's only the first week. I don't need a- I don't need a-